Well, thank you very much for joining us today, John. So can you just tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and a little bit of background about you? Sure. Uh, my name's Don Thornton, and since I was 21, I have been living, not all the time, but I would say maybe 70% of the time as an expat. Uh, I spent two years in Finland. I spent a lot of years in Russia, <laughs> believe it or not. And, you know, I love it. I love the expat lifestyle. And I, my plans are next year to, you know, I now think about Ireland, but that's, mm -hmm. that, I definitely want to get back into that lifestyle because I've been in the States too long and I, I'm just used to being out. But I mean, I'm a real estate investor. I'm also a, a tax consultant. I help people legally reduce their taxes uh, by as much as 97%. And that business is really booming. And frankly, I can do that anywhere I have an internet connection and where I'm happy. And so why not do it where I'm happy as opposed to being in Orlando? Though most, most people think Orlando's the happiest place in the world. It may be, but I'm not a big Mickey Mouse fan. So I prefer to be in other cultures and, and experience what, what it's like to be abroad. Right. And, and I agree. I, I travel quite a bit as well and love experiencing different cultures. And, you know, I, Orlando is a good place to be if mm -hmm. you, if you need to be in, in the U S you mm -hmm. know, there, there's definitely kind of, I guess, worse places to be. I just think of weather wise. I'm originally from Canada and I hate winter. Oh. So that would, that would be worse. Like not, not that the city or the people or anything, but just the weather well um, we have we have the soul crushing you know uh 90 98 humidity and 90 degree weather here in orlando in the summer so that that is also the the, the flip side of that coin <laughs> right right well and I, I have discovered over the years of of my travels and living in, in different places is there really is no perfect place mm -hmm. Every, every place has a little bit of, of give and take. And what's ideal for one person is not ideal for someone else. True. Absolutely. So you've, you've said you've been um, traveling around a bit in Orlando for a while, but you're also helping people reduce their taxes. And mm -hmm. so how do you go about doing that? Well, uh, I my company, uh, we help people invest in a, a very special trust. And it's called a non-grantor irrevocable complex discretionary spendthrift trust. And it is, I, you know, I, my business for the last 20 years has been real estate investing. I've been focused in Florida and I focus in short sales. And so, you know, with, with no fake modesty here, I've done really well at it, which means okay. that with income and profit, taxes right so uh especially in the u.s <laughs> yes and i was i mean yes we don't have we don't have we don't have state income tax in florida but they fee you to death you know so it's almost the same thing but yes i mean talking about the irs in general you know i was always wanting to find a magic bullet to be able to legally be able to uh, avoid writing those checks to the irs and so i found out about this system this this to quit trust and the tax strategies strategies that are affiliated with this trust just by happenstance it would just in, in a casual conversation you, you wonder in life little decisions that you make end up having huge consequences for you either bad or good in this case it was uh -huh. amazingly good i was invited to go to a, a thanksgiving dinner uh, I knew the guy okay, but it wasn't like, I mean, my, my family was overseas, uh, and so I was by myself, and so I thought, eh, I don't want to go. And he says, I said, I, I look, I'm really not into turkey. Uh, he goes, it's prime rib. I said, prime rib? I'm going. <laughs> 
I went fully <laughs> expecting to stay a couple hours max. And I was already thinking of my exit strategy when I walked in the door at the very beginning. I stayed 10 hours because he wow. told me about this amazing trust and the tax strategy. And all we did for 10 hours was talk about it. And when I left, my mind was blown. It was like, wow, this is the most incredible thing I ever heard of in my life. And I said, I'm doing it. I said, I'm, I'm going to do it. You know, obviously I did my due diligence and everything, but everything checked out. So it was like, you know what? I did it. And I will tell you this, the first year after I instituted this, this uh, strategy is the first year in 18 that I didn't have to cut a check to the IRS. Wow. And it was amazing. And it was just, you know, I, I've had an S corp for my entire uh, investing career. Uh -huh. And I, my, one of my biggest fears was that, is this going to be so complicated? Because you think of trust. Oh, my gosh, you got to be rich, all this kind of stuff. And, well, I've, I've done really well. I ain't in the Warren Buffett area, you know. So you, thought, you think, you know, I don't have all right. these attorneys on call and accountants and everything. But, no, it was actually easier than running my S-Corp with my real estate investing business for, for 18 years. So it was a game changer. And then, you know, I don't know if you know about the specifics of short sales, but short sales are better when the market's not good, when people are losing their okay. houses, when, when you don't have high appreciation, when real estate values drop. That's when mm -hmm. we are really, like, we're, we're the bear market experts, okay? It's been a bull market for quite a while, but it's, mm -hmm. it's starting to level off here. But for me, you know, our, our pipeline was down and I was, as an entrepreneur, we often have to pivot and we also we have to make decisions. Okay, well, my income is being reduced here. I don't like that. I have a certain lifestyle I'm used to. I don't want to give that up. So what right. can I do to supplement this income? And I realized I'm just sitting on a huge uh, a way to to help people and make nice you know nice money by telling them about you know and, and for them not have to wait to be invited for prime rib dinner. You know, <laughs> so that you know, I can get out there in a more, in a more widespread uh, uh, ability. And so that's what I started doing. Uh, and earlier this year, I made it a, a goal that I was going to put this out there and and make this and, and educate people because I'm, I'm an educator at heart. I love to uh, to um, teach. I'm a frustrated teacher. If there was money in teaching, I would have gone into teaching. There's no money, but I can at least still teach and, and provide value and help people, you know, increase their, their um uh, what they keep in their pocket. And that, that's the biggest thing about this strategy is that it's not going to help you make more money, but you're going to be able to save so much money that you're not even going to believe it. And it's, it's keeping money. It's yes. keeping what you've worked for instead of giving it away to the government and taxes and everything. So yes. it's not that somebody has to work harder. Right. They can do same thing that they've been doing and they get to keep more of their money. Absolutely. And what I love about this strategy is that not only do you have these massive tax reductions, which are completely legal, it's the fact that all of your personal and your business assets, when you sell them into the trust, are now basically in a titanium vault of asset protection. And you're you're also protected because what we're going what the, the, the idea is that you want to control everything and own nothing. And that's what this right. trust does. So I'll just walk you through how I did it in my company. Perfect. I, you know, the, the, it's a non-grantor trust, which means that if I'm going to be the trustee, I cannot create the trust. That's important because the IRS will consider that to be an alter ego of yourself if you create it yourself. So my neighbor 
opened up my trust. And then he, he, you know, once the trust was created by him, he named me to be the trustee and then he okay. resigned. So now the trust exists as its own entity. I'm the trustee. I didn't create it. So now we're good as far as that stuff goes. I sold irrevocably all of my assets, personal and business, which includes tangible and intangible assets. Okay. So for me, the intangible assets was probably even more important than tangible because my know-how, how to get discounts, how to get money from these, you know, upside down properties uh, for people in foreclosure, that, that I never really thought of that as monetizable, but it actually is. And so I sold that irrevocably to the trust. And that's important because now the trust owns it. I don't own it at all. And right. so what, what's wonderful about this trust is that any kind of passive income that comes into it is not considered a taxable event. Provided, okay. provided that the money stays inside the corpus of the trust and mm -hmm. is not uh, distributed to the beneficiaries. Okay. And, okay. and so the, the, the question that always comes up when I say that is, well, Don, I mean, how are you going to get the money? You know, well, you got to yeah, get the money, know, right? Get paid. Yeah, money exactly. I well, there's two ways to do this. But the first one is the fact that the trust literally can pay for almost all of your, all of your uh, expenses. You can't get away with that with an LLC or a uh, S Corp, C Corp, but so much more of what you do in life can be considered a trust expense. So as the trustee, I can cut those checks and pay for stuff. I just can't, like, here, give me an example. Okay. My, my son is in university. So mm -hmm. I cannot, if I cut him a check and say, okay, here's the money for your tuition. That's a taxable event. Mm -hmm. If the trust pays the university, that's a trust expense. So if, you know, he needs, he needs money for books. It's like, if I give him money for books, taxable event. If the trust pays for the tax, for the books, it's a personal, it's, 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 a, it's a taxable, it's, it's not a taxable event. It's, it's a trust expense. Mm -hmm. So any beneficiaries, the same thing applies. If they're, if they're younger than 21, almost everything is paid for by the trust. When you sell your assets into the trust, like your, you know, say your personal residence, your vehicles, whatever, the trust mm -hmm. has an obligation to maintain and pay for those assets. So now you're, if you have a mortgage, the trust pays for it. Car payment, trust pays for it. You, you know, water heater breaks, the trust pays for it. So all of these things that, that we pay for normally with post-tax dollars, now is being paid by tax deferred dollars. And so right. you how much you actually need when you have run, run almost everything to the trust is very little than you, what you than what you would normally think, number one. Number two is that when you sell your assets to the trust, I mean, the trust has to pay you, right? You're right. selling them. So whatever the value is established on the bill of sale to sell your assets to the trust, that's... That's like the, that's like you loaning the money to the to the trust, and the trust pays you back. You know, so you can you can withdraw money from that what they call a demand note, which is like a promissory note. And so if I have if I have eight hundred thousand dollars in there, then if I need twenty thousand dollars for to pay for whatever is not covered as a trust expense, then the trust cuts me that check, and because it's a basically it's a loan repayment, it's not taxable. Okay. Right. So the trust can only pay for, I mean, the trust cannot pay for what we call the three F's, food, 
fashion and fun. Okay. So that's, so that's how you do that part of it. But getting back to the passive income part, let's just say that, that we have passive income coming in from, it could be really, it could be rental property. Maybe you have an Airbnb, maybe you have a number, maybe you have a multifamily, maybe you have a single family you're renting out. Maybe you have stocks, bonds, crypto, Forex, you know, precious metals, whatever is a passive income. When that goes into the trust as passive income, then there's no, it's not a taxable event for the, for the trust. Okay. So then if you, okay, then someone's going to say, well, Don, I have active income. What do I do? It's like, well, you can, we have a system designed that will allow you to convert passive, I mean, excuse me, active ordinary income, which is normally taxed at 32% into passive income for the trust, where it won't be a taxable event for the trust. So let me give you just a quick example with my, with my business. Okay. Okay. So I do not hold real estate and rent it out. I flip. So for me, I don't have any capital gains with that because it's, it's, it's just income, ordinary income. Like I would if I was a 1099 person, if I was a consultant, business coach, and people were paying me for my time, it's the same category. It's ordinary income. So you know, you get above $165,000 a year, then you're going to be paying. You know, that's like having the IRS as a, as a, as a, as a partner. And they don't do anything. Right, because they're just taking for doing nothing. Taking, right? I mean, I thought I solved that problem when I divorced my first wife, you know, but the IRS is a little bit harder to get away. The only way to divorce the IRS is to renounce your U.S. citizenship. Right. Well, in this in this strategy, you don't have to. And you can you can basically get the you can basically stop legally from from the IRS taking. So this is how it works. So I set up an LLC. So I remember I sold all my assets to the trust. Right. Okay? So if I run my LLC, my real estate investing business to the LLC, it's just a shell, right? There's no assets huh. there. So in order for it to, to, in order for my LLC to generate revenue, it needs to have access to the assets, which are now trust property. So right. the trust is going to lease those assets <laughs> to the LLC. And oh, by the way, the trust is also going to be a 90% limited member in the LLC. Okay, so I control the LLC, but I only have 10% managing, you know, stake in it. 90% is the trust. Okay, so now I go through and I do my normal business. Mm -hmm. Contact people in foreclosure, find out if they owe more than what their house is worth. They do, I offer to do a short sale for them. We negotiate with the bank. The bank gives us a discount. We find a third party buyer. Whatever the difference is between what the buyer pays for and what the bank takes, that's our profit, comes into the LLC as income. All right. right. Now, I don't do anything differently with the LLC than what I did as an S Corp. I still take my deductions. If I pay my mm -hmm. staff, I, I deduct everything. If I, you know, any expenses whatsoever, they're expensed out at the end of the day until mm -hmm. finally we are left at the end of the year of what is my pre tax net income. So I'm going to use easy math here because I was a humanities major in college. I was not a finance major. So uh, this okay. is easy for me to everybody understand. Let's say that my LLC had a gross revenue of $1,200. Okay. I'm sorry, $1.2 million. Apologies. Okay. So now I expense everything out. That leaves me with a million dollars pre-tax net income. Normally, that's where you calculate the, the tax burden for the LLC. And so if mm -hmm. obviously it's way over $165,000, so it's taxed at 32%. Mm -hmm. 
So I would have to cut a check to the IRS for thirty, you know, $320,000. Right. Okay? With this strategy, we're going to convert most of that income that came in as ordinary income into passive income for the trust. And this is how we do it. We add two more expenses to the trust. Okay. So you expense out that stuff, which is not taxable. When you pay legitimate business expenses, that's not taxable. Mm -hmm. So the first thing we're going to do is remember we, we lease the assets from the trust to the LLC. Right. The IRS will allow up to 70% of your pre-tax net income to be used as a lease payment. Wow. So 70% okay. of that is $700,000. So now that is transferred to the trust as a lease payment. So now right. we've lowered our pre-tax net income down to $300,000. Okay. That's a big savings right there. That's a huge savings right there. We got one more though. Remember, the trust is a 90% member of the LLC. Right. It needs to be paid for that equity position. So it's going to take 90% of the $300,000. It's going to go over to the trust as a K-1 distribution. So now all we have left in the LLC is $30,000. That's taxable. Okay. And 30000 you're at a much lower tax rate as well. Probably won't pay anything at all, honestly, out of that. So then now you think to yourself, well, Don, you just sent over $970,000. Surely that's going to be taxable for the trust. And I would say, first of all, I'm very sorry for calling you Shirley. Uh, second of <laughs> all, uh, um, a lease payment is passive income for the trust. K-1 distribution is passive income for the trust. Okay. So as trustee, and in accordance with IRS code 643, you declare that passive income wherever it comes mm -hmm. from. It could be mm -hmm. from the LLC. It could be from passive investments. It doesn't matter. On your 1041 tax return for the trust, you're going to declare that passive income to be an extraordinary dividend for the trust. And according to IRS code 643, that is non-taxable provided it stays in the trust. And it's not allocated, dispersed to the to the beneficiaries. Okay. And here's the beauty for our expats. Okay. Mm -hmm. If you have income coming from uh, outside the U.S., you can right. send that into the trust. Okay. Report that on the 1041. That's coming in as passive income. Therefore, the same thing can happen. Extraordinary dividend, no, not a taxable event. And so if what you're, whatever you're doing ab abroad is legitimate trust expense, then, then uh, the trust pays for all those expenses. So now right. you have a way to make your money go 32% more than you would whatever income you're making that you're not going to be sending. And, and you, know, you don't have to worry about, well, do I have to be outside the country for over you know, 11 months? It doesn't mm -hmm. matter. It does not matter. It's for someone who used to live abroad and, and work in other countries. You know, I was always saying, okay, well, I got to make sure I, I 11 months out of the year. Otherwise, I'm, I don't want to get double taxed, right? Right, exactly. Or you can only make up just so much. Exactly. If you're living out. Now it's 112,000. Right, exactly. You, don't, you have those. Now to, you to don't have, have that so, problem. So it doesn't matter if you're born and raised U.S., uh, green card U.S. citizen, um, expat, non, what about non-U.S. citizens? As long, so as, like you have, as long as you have an ITIN number, you can do this. Okay. 
That's that's an international tax identification number. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. So yes, you can do that. So non non U.S. citizens or non green card holders can still do this as well. You know, provided you and really the only reason why you want to do it is if you have U.S. Um, tax liabilities, if you have income coming in the U.S. Right. or whatever, or you have property that you own in the mm -hmm. in the U.S. But mm -hmm. it's it's the most it's the most brilliantly. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to say protected, but I mean, think about this. The, it's, the, it's almost, I would call, I don't want to call it a loophole, but it's a loophole that most people don't know about. It's because of your, it's legal. It's 100% legal. Yes. It's allowed. But it's, it's interesting because as, as you said before, when we first started talking, mm -hmm. we used to think, you know, only people like Warren Buffett, mm -hmm. Jeff Bezos, um, Elon Musk, like they have all these really smart lawyers who find all right. these loopholes and ways to do things. And then, we tend to think, oh, well, it must be illegal. They're doing something wrong. Right. But when you get to know the the tax system and they make it very tricky yes. and very complicated on purpose mm -hmm. because they don't want the majority of people knowing that they can do this and it is absolutely 100% legal. Yes. The only people that this cannot help are W-2 employees. Okay. If you're on a team, and what, what is a W two employee? A salary position. Okay. If you're if you're on salary with the corporation, then they can't help you. But if you are, you know, a business owner, commission sales, ten ninety nine, where you're you're getting paid by job, or you know, real estate investor. If you're, I don't know, I don't know if I said commission sales or not, like real estate or whatever. All mm -hmm. that money is. You can you can run that through the LLC like I talked about, and then that right. is, that gets converted to passive income for the trust. So yes, that absolutely can help anybody in that situation. But if you work for, I don't know, J.P. Morgan and you get a salary, can't help you with that. Then it doesn't work unless no. you have but if passive you start, investments. If you spread something on the side, you can yes. start setting things up to get going on the side. Or if you have passive investments, passive business. Yes. Yes. yes, exactly. So. I mean, my like I said, my plans now. Now that COVID is that's not really an issue anymore, and right. because you know, um, I lived in. My, my wife is Russian. My my okay. uh, kids are Russian. My grandson is Russian. I I, I spent most of the money that I, I had. Uh, I mean, I didn't invest in the U.S. I invested in Russian properties. So we have all of our. We have apartments. We have a. We built you know two houses, two vacation houses in, in Central Russia on the banks. This beautiful spring fed river and that's we've been going i've been going to i mean i, I started going to in the soviet union back in 1989 so that's wow. where i've been i said uh, my, my wife has american citizenship all my kids have american citizenship and so forth so my plan actually was this year to go over there and start to live and, and work well the war happened so now that's all in limbo so change plans change, yeah time to pick as you said earlier, time yes. to pivot. As entrepreneurs, we need to pivot. Yes. So I'm thinking now, okay, where do I want to go? I speak French. Right. I speak German. Okay. I speak uh, Russian, obviously. I speak Finnish. But I'm thinking to myself, you know, I'll be 59 next year and in February. And it's the first time in my life where, I mean, I physically can't be over there with my family. When my wife's parents are getting older and they have health so, issues. So sorry she to interrupt, but, but so, so your, your wife is in Russia right mm -hmm. now with her, with my her parents. My family's there. Yes. Your family. They're yes. all there. Okay. I'm by myself with my two cats. That's it. Okay. So I'm, I decided that 
the freedom that this this project gives me is that I can mm -hmm. do it anywhere. Right. And I love Europe. I'm a Euro, I'm a, I'm mm. Eurocentric, like you wouldn't believe. And I've been thinking more and more. I think it's Ireland. I think I'm going to go to Ireland. Okay. And that's where I want to go. And um, that's that by by May of next year. That's I'm going to be there. And you know, I was thinking about this because I have to have in order for the trust to be able to pay for what I'm doing over there, I have to have a legitimate reason. It has to be a trust reason. Expense, so, yeah. so what I, I'm a history buff. I am a, you know, I'm one of those guys that if any kind of World War II book comes up or also I love British and Irish history. So mm -hmm. I also, one of the ventures I do as well is I have, I have two TV channels. I have one on Roku and I have one on, on Amazon fire. And so I thought, you know what, what I'm going to do is tap into my love of teaching. And so I'm going to have, a, a, I'm going to start another channel for Irish history and also for, you know, World War II history. And so I'm going to be doing videos and on my, about, about local areas and just going through and talking about stuff and interviewing local people and so forth. And so that's, that's a legitimate trust expense. So everything I do in Ireland or anywhere else I go in Europe is a trust expense. Expense. Yes. Very good. Well, and I, I also um, love Europe. I, um, as I said, originally from Canada, mm -hmm. but um, I've now been splitting my time between Spain and Montenegro mm. in Eastern Europe, in, in the Balkans. And um, it's interesting. A, a lot of people don't know about Montenegro. It's a very I've tiny country. And it just became a country, really, in 2006. Yes. So it's quite a young yes. country, but it's it's absolutely beautiful. And uh, it's it's becoming more and more popular. And I... lots is going on with a lot of building and things. Even when I look around the town that I'm in, like everywhere right now, it's just building, 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 building. Mm -hmm. I've been there many times. I oh. love it. The, the fjords. Yeah. It's the it's like Norway without the snow. Mm -hmm. You know, you, all those yeah. fjords are just gorgeous. Yeah, it's it really is a, a beautiful area. Mm -hmm. So, have you ever um, have you ever flown into the I forget the name of the city, but you fly in and you can you because you're you, you're um, on the uh, plateau there and you just drive down and and you start driving down those mountains and the sea is right there. So it is so oh, gorgeous. I wonder if that would be into Tivat because Tivat's right close. I'm I'm not in Tivat, but I flew out of Tivat once. Uh -huh. And yeah, it's like right on the sea and yes. then the mountains. The town that I'm in, it's surrounded by by mountains. And so it, it that would probably be going into. So I've flown is out it, of there, but not into. Is it Pristina, maybe? Is it Pristina, maybe? I think is where I flew uh -huh. into. I don't I was I, don't, I, I, I flew from Belgrade. And then I think it may have been mm -hmm. pretty sure, I'm not sure, but we, we flew in there and then we rented a car and we drove down, uh, down the mountains. And then, but, but the okay. entire time, you, know, you start at the very top and you just go down and the sea is just right there. And you got all those, you know how it is with those, 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 you'll have like a little peninsula and you'll have that walled city right there. Yeah. It's just gorgeous. The, the old, the old town. Old I town, yes. Every town. As an old town. Yes, yes. Loved <laughs> yeah. it. Love Montenegro. Chornagore, as they say, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, it's 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 a great area, but it's still it's still a little bit small. Still, mm -hmm. not too much going on yet. So that's right. why sometimes for me it's nice to to head back to to Spain and and things like that. But it's right. it's also important too with just travels and and what I do to make sure 
um, for everybody who's thinking about living, whether you want to call it a digital nomad or just moving and becoming an expat somewhere to be aware of the tax advantages. And sometimes it is if somebody, how you were describing things for U.S. citizens is fantastic. And for people who aren't U.S. citizens to think about, well, you can set up your corporation in one country. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be living there. You can take the tax incentives and advantages for that Mm -hmm. and still live in another country where you want to live. And it's just a lot of times it's even could be even less paperwork and less tracking of stuff depending upon how, how somebody wants to have it, it set up. So it, it is important to to learn at least yes. a little bit about the different types of taxes in different countries mm-hmm. because even being a non-resident mm-hmm. in a country, you have additional tax advantages because they want you, the governments, to open your businesses there and then yes. give them at least some tax money. Yes, yes, 100%. Now, again, this is for what I do is, you know, unless you have you're a U.S. citizen or you have residency or you have income, mostly for the income. If you have income that's generating the United States, right. this is perfect. This is absolutely the perfect way mm-hmm. to be able to set this up to where you can take, you know, save almost 32%, if not more. I mean, just what I said. I mean, actually, if you think about it, you're, you're not going to pay much in taxes at all the way I described right. how that worked. Legally, oh, exactly. you can't, legally, you can't say that, but I kind of just did. But anyway, <laughs> but no, it's um, you're you're, le- you're legally reducing your taxes yes, to a lower yes. amount. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and again, I, I, I mean, I'm not I'm not a I'm not a licensed CPA. I'm not a licensed attorney. I, this is for informational purposes only, of course. But of I course. live this and use this, and it it, it absolutely mm. does work, and it's absolutely 100 percent legal. And so it is such. I mean, we've been talking about doing something like this for years, and the tax situation was always a barrier in a lot of ways because mm-hmm. I couldn't stay in the U.S. I mean, I couldn't stay abroad all the time. And it was like, how can we make this work? But now with the trust, it's just so much easier. So if you're a U.S. citizen or a resident and you get a significant amount of your income from the U.S., this by far is the most elegant and simple way to do it. Excellent. Well, that's a lot of, I'm sure for a lot of people, they're like, oh my God, I have to listen to this again. What, what should he say? I, I need to, to, to be repeated. So Don, I mean, it's, it's great information, especially for our, our U.S. listeners. So uh-huh. if they had some questions for you or wanted some help or they want to follow you or uh-huh. wherever your journey brings you next, which sounds like it's going to be Ireland, where is the best place for them to, to follow you or to find you? Okay. Well, I'm, you know, my YouTube channel is Don, and it's spelled D-O-H-N, remember that, Don the Infinite Wealth Strategist. You can find me on YouTube there. I'm on, I'm everywhere. I mean, Facebook is D-O-H-N 64. Instagram is Don Thornton. Uh, um, Insta, uh, TikTok is Ironclad Trust, at Ironclad Trust. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn as well. And honestly, if you're in the States, just send me a text. My number is 407 902 seven eight two seven and i'd be glad to do a free consultation and uh, go over what's going on with you and what your goals are and and show you how you can set this up perfect well that's that's great so again don thank you very much for your time all the information you've given our listeners i know it it, it was a lot for them it's great and i i really hope some of them uh look into this and set up those trusts for themselves or get a hold of you to to Mm -hmm. help uh, figure it out and, and get it all done and keep more money in their pocket. Yeah. I appreciate the invitation. Thanks a lot.